You're listening to the Reese Heath 100 podcast. Each episode, we speak to past staff and students about their memories of Reese Heath over the last hundred years. If you have some great memories to share, we would love to hear from you. Please complete the form at reeseheath100.com or call 01270-625-131. Okay, so here I am in the boot room of the Agricultural Department, and I've had a fantastic tour of Reese Heath College, and particularly the Agricultural uh, Department itself, and here in the memories of a Mr. Pat Cullen, who was here both as a student in the late 60s and then as a teacher in, well, the 80s, 1983 up to 2004. So we're going to hear all about uh, Pat's memories. Thank you very much for giving me a guided tour of the, of the area. Welcome back to Reese Heath, Pat. How, are you, how have you found it today? Oh, it's, it's great. I mean, it's changed. It's lovely to see it again. And um, obviously, it's changed over the years. Uh, some of the buildings are hardly recognisable from what I can see. I mean, I only left in 2004. And, uh, you know, what's happened is absolutely fantastic, the, the, the changes and the development that I've seen over, over that time. Brilliant. Now, let's go back to your first experience of Reese Heath in the 60s. What brought you here? Well, um, I was working on a farm in 1967 and uh, a chap came round to the farm and said about something called day release, agriculture day release. And um, at, the, at the time I was living in Lynn and the nearest centre to go to for that was uh, Altrincham Technical College. So um, I thought it was a good day out. So I'd go uh, every week to Altrincham Technical College for one day. And that was between 1967 and 1968. And then um, whilst we were there, I was told that they, they did a full-time course. So I applied for the full-time course and came here as a student to do the National Certificate in Agriculture from 1968 to 1969. And whilst I was here then, I heard about further education and I heard that there's a, a college called Harper Adams College that did a higher agricultural qualification. So I applied for that and I got a place at Harper Adams in 1970. So Reese Heath was really a springboard for, for me into higher education and, um, a, a, you know, a good, a good ground, basic grounding in agriculture. Super. So from those early 70s up to the um, 1983, when you started as a lecturer, what were you doing? Well, actually, I was working on a pig farm. When I left um, Harper Adams in 1972, I was working on a farm during the holidays and uh, the farmer offered me a job on a pig farm, saying that his, his pigman had left, would I look after the farm over the summer? I'd fully intended to go back to Harper Adams to do a business administration course. But um, the, the, the pull of the pig farm was, was too great for me, and, and it came with a house, and um, I got a girlfriend at the time, and I thought, well, why not get married and live in the house on the farm? And so that's what I did. And basically, I fell in love with pigs. <laughs> and um, I've been working with pigs or been associated with pigs from, from that day to this, in fact. So um, that's, uh, that, that's how I uh, ended up. Brilliant. So tell me about that then transition to becoming a, a tutor. I'm not so sure whether that was part of the master plan, was it? <laughs> not, not really, no. Uh, so I worked on pig units for um, 13 or 14 years, something like that. And um, But as time went on, obviously, I said I'd got married. We'd got two small children. Um, I was living in a, and I was managing a, a couple of pig farms, in fact, that were selling pigs all over the world, breeding stock, um, gilts all over the world. So, But of course, um, I was in a tied house, a beautiful tied house, but it wasn't mine. 
And um, with the two small children, I thought we might need a bit more stability. So um, I decided that we ought to buy a house. So um, decided that, uh, okay, I, I, I'd become a teacher or a lecturer or something like that. Something that would give me uh, a good income. Uh, I could buy a house and look after the children, etc. So I then saw an advert for uh, Rees Heath College. They were looking for a livestock lecturer. And in, uh, that was in 1983. So I thought, well, um, I have probably had no chance because I haven't got a teaching qualification. I got lots of good practical experience, especially in pig husbandry, but no teaching qualification. But I thought, well, I'd apply. I won't blow me down. I, I got an interview and so I thought I had absolutely no chance of getting the job, uh, but came for the interview thinking, well, I'll, I'll have a day out at the old <laughs> college that I used to work in. And um, well, uh, you could have you know, blown me down with a feather. They, uh, they offered me the job. And what I didn't know at the time was they were actually looking for somebody to be a pig lecturer at the college. Ah, so with my background experience, yeah. it, it suited it um, down to a T. So that's how I ended up at, uh, uh, as a, a lecturer in Rees Heath at 1983. Brilliant. Now, I um, have recently interviewed Vic Roxon, who was obviously principal during the latter years of your time here. What was your, the previous um, principal like, George England? Oh, George. Um, George had been here for some years, and I can't remember how long. George England was the principal that took me on. Um, he, he interviewed me with, with, with some other members of staff in, um, uh, in 1983. Uh, and he, he also, strangely enough, he'd also interviewed me as a student in, oh, in, <laughs> in, in 1968. So he'd, he'd been here for some time. Um, George was a was a great guy, and he was he was good fun. And I, if I remember, and I hope I'm not doing him a disservice, he was a big Manchester United supporter. Uh-huh. And I think we, we always used to look up on a on a Sunday or Monday morning what Manchester United had done the week before on the Saturday before, <laughs> so we could either tease him or or, or certainly speak to him yeah. about it the next day on the Monday. Interesting, also that he interviewed you. I can't imagine Marcus having uh, the time to interview all of. <laughs> Our, our students as they come in as well. Well, yes, I mean, that was in 1968. He, he interviewed me, I remember, with the vice principal at the time. And, um, yeah, and again, he, was, he, he, he wasn't part of the interview panel in 1983, but we were certainly introduced to him again mm. in, uh, in 1983. Mm. So can you think back to some of the, the, the key points or memories that you had during those 20 years as, as a lecturer here? I know you were here when... It came out of the uh, running of Cheshire County Council. Perhaps remember what that was like. Anything you'd like to share with us? Well, yes, it, it did. I mean, it, it became sort of independent. It became a, a normal further education college um, after being with Cheshire County Council. And as, as lecturers, we didn't see a huge transition, really. I mean, I suppose what, what got a lot tighter was the money. Um, with uh, Cheshire County Council, we seem to be well funded. We seem to um, uh, pro- probably not want for anything. But of course, when we became independent, we had to be self-funding. So um, money became more important in those days. So that's what the, the first thing we felt. The second thing was um, under Cheshire County Council, we had a number of sort of what I'll call outreach centres where students um, were taught in Macclesfield, um, Northwich, in uh, Altrincham, and in, uh, in Crewe as well. And as um, 
the money sort of um, got tighter and tighter, those closed. Um, that They were taught by what was called the extramural department. So the extramural department, they were all agriculturalists, but they went around the county teaching sort of out of college. They were based at Rees Heath, but they taught out of college, and they were a separate department to the agriculture department. So I shared last week uh, an interview with my father-in-law, John Parkin, and on meeting you today, I discovered that actually you know John, or you knew John, because sadly we did lose him in October, um, and you have some memories of John. Would you like to share those with us? Yes, yes, I, I, I did know your father-in-law, and uh, John, was, John was, was, was great fun. The National Certificate students always used to have a, a farm visit, and we used to take them to a range of farms, um, all through the county and, and, a, and a range of agricultural sort of enterprises too. We used to take them to the sugar beet factory down, uh, down in Telford as well. You know, so a, a range of things that we used to do. But the very first farm visit, we always used to take them on when the first week that they were here in September was to John Parkin's farm. John's was a, a, a good family farm, a good Cheshire farm, a good dairy farm. And we always wanted to take them to somewhere that was... Um, a good standard, well-run, well-looked-after farm. We could go to lots of fancy places, we could show them lots of, of, of strange things, but we wanted to make sure that they knew that the, the normal family farm was, the, uh, was the, the, the norm for Cheshire. So we always used to go to John's. John was great because he always used to, when the, when the, when the uh, visit had finished, Mrs Parkin always used to lay on tea and cake. <laughs> And unfortunately, the students then used to think that for every visit we went on, we should have tea and cake. And of course, that wasn't the case. Lovely. But, but John and Mrs. Parkin always put tea and cake on for us. That's great. And I gather you uh, you like to have a little look at his his other hobby in life, his passion in life. Uh, yes. John was a collector of, of old machinery and old cars. And um, I had a bit of a thing, still have a bit of a thing for old cars too. So uh, whilst the students were enjoying their uh, their cake and their tea... I always used to ask John if I could go and see you take me to see his old cars. I had a particular favourite, which was a Ford Willis Jeep. I uh, always hankered after a Ford Willis Jeep myself. So um, that, that was always one of the ones I wanted to see. And he was great to show. And every time I went there, he said, I don't suppose you want to see my cars, do you? I said, well, of course I do, John. <laughs> That's so, why I'm here. Yeah. Well, I shall certainly arrange with my husband to take you out on that Ford Willis Jeep. It is still running. It only comes out a couple of times a year when we have good weather. But uh, yeah, it's still running. Yeah. So lovely to hear that. Thank you for sharing that. After 2003-2004, you've been quite busy since then. Tell us what, you, what you're doing in your, your future career or your, your current career. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, I, I left in uh, 2004. Unfortunately, I was ill and uh, it, it meant that I was away for quite some time. And so I, I decided that uh, retirement or retirement in inverted commas was, was what I was going to do. Um, in fact, it didn't quite work out like that because um, uh, luckily for me, I got quite a lot better. And so, well, I, I got asked to work for the Department for Education. And they, they had a thing called the Standards Unit. So um, I worked for the Standards Units for some, for some years, um, doing advisory work around further education colleges, but mainly um, agricultural colleges. Um, and then as time went on, I actually started my own company doing, doing advisory work, education advisory work, and did that for 14 years. Uh, I went all over the country, thoroughly enjoyed it, went abroad as well doing some of that, um, thoroughly enjoyed that. 
Um, and since then, I've, I, I still do some work now, very much part-time work and very much when I want to. I do auditing of pig farms abroad. Um, I audit animal welf- the animal welfare on pig farms. It's some farms that um, produce pig meat for, to, for, for import to the UK or export from their country, import to the UK. And um, I go out to make sure that their pigs are kept to the same animal welfare standards as UK standards. Um, and uh, so I, I do that. Um, sort of, I, I was going to say as and when I want. It's not quite like that, but um, it's not a full-time job. Like that. <laughs> Brilliant. Now, how does it feel being back on, on campus? You've told me, and as, as you, you're aware, I'm relatively new here, so I'm, I've been finding my feet and, and wandering around. But it was been really interesting hearing your memories of how maybe buildings were in different places and there was a layout was a bit different. We've shown you the robotic milkers um, with Lely. You had a, a memory also about robotics from a, a long time ago. But tell me about that. Yes, we used to uh, do do um, farm uh, study tours with the students, and one of the study tours we took students on was to Holland. Um, these would be the National Diploma third year students. So we went to uh, we went to Holland and we saw some robotic milkers. I, I'm just I'm struggling to find the right date, but it could have been '97 or it could have been '98, something like that. Um, just just whilst we're on, I, I mentioned study tours. I suppose. Um, I've got study tours to thank for uh, also another lifelong passion of mine, which is kayaking. And so you think, well, how does that fit in with study tours? Well, the um, Cheshire County Council used to have an outdoor education centre on Anglesey called the Nelson Centre. And um, the National Certificate students used to go to the Nelson Centre every year as a study tour. And what we did was we had two days of farm visits on Anglesey, where we see mainly sheep farms, as you guess. But also we did two days of outdoor pursuits. And I had I'd never done outdoor pursuits in my life. And we, we went there. We had a choice of climbing, uh, sailing or kayaking. Well, climbing wasn't for me. I don't like going up, up those things, <laughs> getting tied onto ropes and things. Um, I didn't fancy sailing too much. So I, I, I decided to go kayaking with them. Um, we had to choose something to do, so in, in that first time, I thought, well, I'll, I'll go kayaking. For the first morning, I just sort of paddled round and round in circles. Then by the afternoon, I, uh, I got the hang of it and then was bitten by the bug. And um, since that day to, to only about five or six years ago, I've been kayaking ever since. So I did white water kayaking, sea kayaking with some big sea crossings, and we used to wow. go to um, Scotland every year, sea kayaking with some friends. So the study tour, in fact, gave me a, a lifelong passion and indeed um, gave me some friends that uh, I, I, still, I still see today. Brilliant. That's lovely. And your son, Mike, is a lecturer here as well. Did his interest and love of Reese Heath stem from, from growing up with, with you being here? Uh, yes, he works in the engineering department. I always told him as he was growing up, um, I don't mind what you do, Mike, but don't go into agriculture. <laughs> <laughs> and what did he do? He went into agriculture. And yes, now, now he works here in the engineering department. So I do, I do find out what's going on, as it were. He keeps me up to date with all the news and all the changes that are going on. Um, and yes, it, it, it's nice to have that link as well. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's brilliant to have you back here today. Thank you very much indeed for joining me, Pat. And I do hope that over the course of the next few months, you'll come and join us. We've got some afternoon teas planned and some events with our alumni, particularly our staff alumni, who I'm sure you'll enjoy meeting up with and sharing those memories. Yes, I will. I look forward to that. Certainly will. Brilliant. Thank you. You're listening to the Reese Heath 100 podcast. 
Each episode, we speak to past staff and students about their memories of Rees Heath over the last hundred years. If you have some great memories to share, we would love to hear from you. Please complete the form at reeseheath100.com or call 01270 625 131.